0: What's up, everybody? How y'all feeling today? Appreciate y'all being here at the History of the Bay Day Party. It's going pretty good, I must say. My name is Dregs One. Uh, I appreciate all y'all for being here. We just had an amazing women in hip-hop panel. And uh, right now, we're going to transition into the live podcast. Unfortunately, our guest for today had a emergency, he could not be here, so there's no problem. We're going to keep the thing rocking anyway. And uh, matter of fact, how many of y'all have seen the History of the Bay podcast? That's love right there. That's love right there. So today is going to be a good good time to um, get introduced with some of the team. Matter of fact, uh, we got Skino in the building, the producer right there. Make some noise for Skino. We got... King said, "Behind the lens, make some noise for King said." Today we got Justin behind the lens as well. Make some noise for Justin. And uh, I'm about to bring on the man who makes all the audio happen. The man, this this guy, for those who don't know, he's been a Frisco factor since day one. Y'all ever heard of Even Odds? You you might not have really been outside if you ain't heard of even odds. Because they showed me how to get money. I met this man when I was like 17 years old. He was jicking CDs on Market Street. Back when Market Street was still Market Street. You feel me? This man is a legend. He's a producer, a rapper, an audio engineer. He's recorded some of your greatest hits that you might not know about. He's also a manager. His artist right now is signed to Asylum Records Atlantic, Lil' Kayla. So y'all make some noise for my good brother, D.E.O.
1: Yo, yo, yo. What an introduction, my brother. What's up, bro? I love you, too.
0: Love you, man. (laughs) (laughs) So I've actually been talking about uh, interviewing you for a minute because your history speaks for itself.
1: And it, it took an audible to get this done.
0: <laughs> everything happens for a reason. For real, for
1: real. For real. Why
0: don't you tell everybody where you're from and how you got introduced into the game?
1: All right. Uh, DEO, doing everything official. San Francisco, California. Geneva Towers, 14th floor. 1,001 Sunnydale. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's where it started. Um, but, yeah, uh, Even Odds was the, was the genesis of everything. Me and my brother Money always... He from Filmo. Um We got together in middle school. The Inception was in middle school, but um, we got serious in high school, and that's kind of where we developed everything. And we actually put al- our first album out in high school, and that was when the, the beginning of the whole Market Street saga started and shit. Yeah.
0: So why don't you really quick break down Even Odds' approach to hustling in the game, like because I know, but they might not know. What were some of the things you were doing to make the music, distribute the music, sell the music, push the music?
1: So, um, in like 2000, 2001, it wasn't really a lot of studios that served young niggas for real. You feel me? Like, it was just all, it was the bigger studios, like uh, High Street Studios and The Grill. They didn't really rock with the young niggas like that. You feel me? So, the um, our approach was like, let's just... Buy our own shit, really. You feel me? So it started on a uh, a four-track task Cam That's with a right. cassette tape. That's right. You recording straight to the cassette tape, and then you can get four tracks. It started there, and then we upgraded to the eight-track, uh, where it was digital. And that was when we was able to put a project out and shit, you feel me? And um, we, we produced a full project on the eight-track, upgraded to Pro Tools when Pro Tools first came out and all that type of shit. Um... And we would just print CDs on a CDR, bro. We we'd go to Walgreens, get a hundred spindle. We'd flip a hundred CDs, like try to flip it every two days. And when we, we when we got enough money, we um, hooked up with a, a CD presser, you know what I'm saying? And was able to have our shit, the packaging all all dope and shit. And um, and Market Street was our stomping grounds for real. Uh, for that, we kind of like opened the market for that, so to speak. And um, we didn't fuck off our money. We was good with money. So every, every time we got enough money, we just upgraded our equipment. Then we moved to Secret Studios, where, I'm, where I've been for like 20 years now. So, um, yeah, bro, like, the, like you said, the history kind of speaks for itself. And,
0: and, and, and you're the best audio engineer I've ever worked with. I do well, music. Thank you. I, thank you. Like, my music has stepped up just from recording with you. For those who don't know, what, what are some of the legendary songs and sessions and artists that you've worked with in your studio?
1: Um, I think the first one that kind of hit was, um, I would say, R.O.D., Can't Stand You. Outside of our own music, I feel like all our music was like a walking advertisement for what I do and what my brother do, you feel me, as far as production and the post-production and all that shit. but. When RLD Can't Stand You came out, that kind of, like, took us, up, like, because that was the first artist we worked with from the ground up, and then he ended up getting the deal off of everything that we did. Uh, uh, Money Always produced it, and I recorded, mixed, and mastered it, and that nigga got a deal off that shit, so uh, that was big, you feel me? But after that, after that, though, was, like, a more monumental record for me was uh, SF Anthem. Um, when we did SF Anthem, that was like, pri- I was proud of that shit because, you know, Quinn, Rich, Boo Banger, that was a real frisk, and it still played to this day, you know what I'm saying? Um, it's better than New Oakland, you know what I'm saying? So that- <laughs> As opposed to what everybody think, you feel me? <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, SF Anthem and then all the Big Rich music from after his first album. Everything. Shout out to Big Rich. Shout out to Big Rich. Uh, he's my business partner still to this day. Um, damn, I can't even... Oh, yeah, I recorded um, another big thing that I did that was just huge for me. I recorded the first song Jack and Freeway ever recorded, which was They Don't Know. Uh, they met in my studio for the first time. They they prayed together for the first time in my studio. Like, I, I witnessed all that shit. That that shit was big. Like, that shit was dope. Yeah.
0: Facts. Facts. You're leaving out a couple other hits.
1: I know, I know. You got to refresh me, bro, please. Prezzy, Do Better. Oh, yeah, 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 I, yeah. That's, that's like the newer shit. Prezi for sure. I did uh, Mixed and Mastered, that song, his biggest record to this day, Do Better. All of G-Val music. Shout I don't out know, to G-Val. I don't know if he's still in here. You Where's know G-Val saying? at? Like, G-Val, like, it's crazy because I, I met G-Val when he was 16. And um, he was in a group called The Young Stars. And that group did cool. But then when he went solo, that's kind of when he, was, he just took the shit on one. You feel me? And then um, he recorded Fact Straight. And I told him like, bro, this song about to change your life. <laughs> I do that a lot. I, I call a lot of songs like that. I did that for R.O.D. I did that for fucking uh, S.F. Anthem. I did that for G. Val. I did that for Lil Dicky. You know what I'm okay, saying? Let's when talk song...
0: about that. Let's talk about that, man. Yeah. Uh, hey, hey, how many plaques you got, man? I how got one. Many many plaques you got, <laughs> you got
1: man? <laughs> um, we did we did Lil Dicky. We produced that shit. Say that money with Fetty Wap and Rich Homie Quan. That shit double platinum right now. Uh, I got wait, wait 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 shit. wait not platinum, double platinum. It's double platinum, it's double,
0: double platinum.
1: platinum. Yeah. So um, I don't know if you want me to get into that story, but that shit was crazy. Little Dick, he used to live out here in San Francisco, and he was like working for an ad agency, and um, he was doing like the he was he was a comedian rapper, and I thought he still is. Yeah, yeah, for real, dog. <laughs> Yeah, but, you know, like, I, I used to see his videos and shit, and honestly, G-Val put me on to him. <laughs> that's how crazy, that I'm. G, Val, G is, a, is a he's a, involved with a lot of shit that I'm, like, winning off of right now. Um, but he showed me look, his first video, and that's what put me on to him, so I, I was just paying attention to him. And then just one day, um, I went to an ASAP Ferg concert um, with Sean G, I think. Shout out to Sean yeah, G. Yeah, shout out to Sean G. Um... We went to that concert, and I saw him. I'm like, damn, that's bro that I've been seeing. So I walked up to him and introduced myself. I'm like, yo, what's good? I'm Deo. and da, da, da He was like, yeah, I know about you. I'm like, for sure. I'm like, if you ever need beats, let me know. You know what I'm saying? Because May, he don't do that. He don't, he don't be out there networking like I do. So I introduced myself. i like, I got beats for you. He called me. We set up a session for him. He, um, he met with my brother. He picked out three beats, and he, he ended up copying the one that... Um, Ended up being saved that money. He paid $500 for that beat, but we made about 10, 20 times that since then. That's right. That's right. That's
0: right. And you've you've transitioned into artist management. This is my manager, for those who don't know. This is is why I'm able to do shit like this. Because of this guy right here.
1: Yeah, uh, another thing, G-Val, G-Val forced me to be a manager, honestly. Uh, He'd been telling me, like, bro, you need to manage, you need to manage. I kind of was ignoring him for a lot. But um, after Save that Money, my brother, Money Always, he kind of, like, started to chill off the shit. And me and him was a group. So I never really wanted to be a solo artist like that. And I always worked with all the city artists. and like, You feel me? So G was the one that was like, bro, like, be a manager, be a manager. And... We sat down like one good time, we mapped everything out and he was my first client. G-Val was my first rapper client. And um with that relationship, he brought me Lil Kayla. G-Val, G-Val brought me Lil Kayla. So um and we've been on one for 4 or 5 years now. Me and Lil Kayla been rocking. Yeah. Yes.
0: Shout out to Lil Kayla. Breaking breaking records, breaking ground, Asylum
1: Atlantic Records. That's big right there. Yeah.
0: What's what's the process of of you working with her and like just management in general? Like, how are you? I know I know because me and you talk. A lot of people be hitting this man like, "Hey, how how you do that, bro? How how trying to trying to get some game? So, how did you do that? How do you make it's, these things happen as a manager? It's
1: free game for everybody, but you know if you want me to actually work, then we got to talk business. But you know I give up game all the time. You feel me? I, I don't care. Like I, this game is free, take it. But you got to do the work. You feel me? Um, but with, with Kayla, Kayla made me work. Like, I had to step my shit up fucking with her. Because she was like, she already had motion, so to speak, but it wasn't a business around it. So I just put the business around her. Like, I started getting her to make money. She had videos on YouTube, million views and nothing, but wasn't making no money. So I was like, that's easy. The first thing you need to do is have, you got to put your music out professionally so you can generate some money. And she never really knew what that was. So her first check, me and G-Val got her her first rap check. It was $350. And she was doing backflips off that shit. You feel I'll me? I'll be happy to
0: get that right now. I mean, man, you who,
1: feel who got that? You said what? I said, I need that right now. Right. <laughs> I got you, bro. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so since then, from there, it was we put out a couple singles with her. And then I said, look, I told Kayla, I said, if you really want to make some real money, you got to put out a project. And that was K-Nasty, and K-Nasty had Make His Pockets Hurt on there. And Make His Pockets Hurt is, that shit is a rocket right now. That's still her biggest streaming song. I think it's like at like 20 million streams right now on Spotify alone. I'm not even talking about overall. It's probably like 40 million streams overall. Yeah. And that's without no video. You feel me? And right now we on tour. You feel me? Like she's selling out tours. Wait, Defero, wait, wait, y'all sold out Molly Bo. three shows. Hey, look, in
0: Seattle yesterday.
1: Yesterday we was in Seattle. Neff could attest to it. He was there. We sold out. Th- we showed out three shows in one venue in the same day. So <laughs> back to back. It was stressful as fuck, but we did that shit. <laughs>
0: so if y'all want to come back at eight o'clock after this is over <laughs> and buy tickets again, that would be dope. We'd do it all again. We, this man's on the run right now.
1: Yeah. Um, but yeah, right now we on tour. It's it's hella stressful, but we we making it happen. You feel me? Everybody is a team player. You know what I'm saying? Kayla is a big dog right now, and she need to. She never hit these markets, so that's the thing. That another thing that I was telling her, like. You ain't really toured. You ain't really sold hard tickets. You ain't really proved that you can really sell tickets and get people to pack in a room. But now she's proving it. You feel me? And from there, we could upgrade this whole shit from here. So
0: I like that, man.
1: Friday, we in Oakland at New Paris, too. Get those tickets.
0: That's right. That's right. That's right. Let me ask you one last question. What is the best thing that an independent artist can do to get some motion? And what's the worst thing an independent artist can do to fuck up their career.
1: The best thing you could do is be outside. Get off the fucking internet. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, if you're not touching people, what's up, bro, I'm DEO. Uh, what's your name? Oh, you invented that. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. How yeah. Met you. That's how yeah, I mentioned. that's really yeah. how I met you. <laughs> like, look a nigga in his eyes, introduce yourself, and just make that connection, make a human fucking connection. Because the internet ain't doing that. You gonna DM a people, and you're not going to, you know, they curve you or they like, prolong the, the real introduction, the real connection. Go outside. Go meet some people. I know Gary Archer is here. He really, he really invented that, to Airport. be real. Yeah, Gary Archer true. is King Wiggler right there. King. You feel me? If you don't know who he is, go find out who he is and introduce us. Oh, I see him right here. I'm going to put him on, on blast. There Gary Archer <laughs> in the motherfucking house. There's Give it up there. for Gary Archer, y'all. <laughs> That's my guy. You feel me? So I, from watching him. You know, I just pick up. I pick up the sauce. Pick up sauce. That's another thing. Watch people pick up sauce. If it works for them, see if it could work for you. If it don't, figure out what's gonna work for you. The worst thing you could do though is piss the wrong motherfucker off. You piss the wrong pe- person off, that could be like the end of your run, honestly, before it even starts. Another thing you could do is. Uh, buy Instagram followers. I don't know. Like you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> it's hella shit you can do wrong. It just like it's 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 plug and play, you feel me? And you just just don't be afraid to figure out your own walk. You gotta figure What's out your it? own path. And just once you figure it out and you know that it's your own ingredients that you creating. Do that shit, and don't look back. Stop looking around the room and see if it's working. Just put your head down and work. Look up two years from now and look at the, the success you've had. Straight up.
0: That's right. We got um, give it up for D.L., y'all. That's some good game. We got uh, a few minutes left uh, to answer some questions. If y'all got any questions, I'm going to hand Skino to Mike. If you want to ask D.L., if you want to ask me, if you want to talk about debate, the meaning of life, anything, now's your time.
1: I don't know that. But yeah. <laughs> got a question. Ooh. Introduce yourself
0: real quick.
2: Hi, everybody. My name is Delresha White, host of Epic Conversations podcast. Period. Um, I okay. So this space is bringing me so much joy. So thank you, Dregs, for putting this. Shout together. out, Dregs, for sure. Yeah, y'all clapping up for Dregs. Like. To be in a space with so many creatives, so many artists, to honor our story here in the Bay Area, which I think is grossly slept on nationally, um, it's just very empowering to be in this space. So I had the opportunity to work on a film with Boots Riley, the new shit that's out on Amazon Prime. I'm a Virgo. Uh, I'm a Virgo. That's you better hard. know. That's hard.
1: That's, hey, that's our shit now. Period. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nev got music in there, too. Period. Yeah, he Listen, got music in there.
2: Boots put so much Bay Area shit in that series, It's incredible. But one of the things that I had a conversation with him about is how do we continue to activate this, which y'all have been able to create in your professional careers, this culture that we have here that's centered on like art and community and that type of thing. But we don't get kind of like the public recognition that we've actually put in here. So I guess my question is this. What, what do you think is the future of the Bay Area for artists and creatives that are shaping this culture? I know we got... You know, FNG here in the building. We got Neff, who's been doing this shit for a long time. We got Dregs, who's using his platform to create this. What do you think is actually required for this movement to be sustainable for Bay-Arians, Bay Bay Area creators?
1: I think, um, I think this is a word that we always say is consistency. Because when Dregs started doing those History of the Bay videos, the short-form short form ones on Instagram, he didn't know this was going to that those things created this and he was doing one or two of those a day for like a year straight if you ain't got that type of stamina if you ain't got that type of patience if you ain't got that type of foresight this shit ain't for you so that's one is consistency another thing is quality control like stop trying to sound like everybody you know what i'm saying um it's artists in here that i know personally that i work with personally and I know that for a fact that they are trying their hardest not to sound like somebody else. You got to do that type of shit. Dregs don't sound like Neff the Pharaoh. Nef the Pharaoh don't sound like Dregs. But I know that they could do a good-ass song together, and that would be dope. A lot of, you, you see what I did right there? I see <laughs> you. See you. I, see right you I see you, Brian. I see the vision. What Let's
0: do it. Let's do it. And, you know, <laughs>
1: it's, it's a lot of producers in here. It's, a lot, it's just hella energy in here. So to answer your question, another answer to that question is, it go back to what I said. Meet people. Don't think that people are too big. Like, we all from the Bay. We all struggling to get known outside of ba- outside of the Bay. We all trying to be bigger than Thizzler. We trying to, you know what I'm saying? Like, be bigger than, you know. <laughs> trying. Right. Yeah. I'm
0: just playing. Shout out to the uh, Thizzler. Shout out to the Thizzler.
1: Or not. Uh, but, you know. Um, <laughs> boom, boom, boo. <laughs> bow, <laughs> bow, right. bow. But, look, it's DJs in here. <laughs> it's. The, come on, man. It's DJs in here. Introduce, introduce yourself to a DJ because the DJs still got their posts on the streets. They will play your record. But if you're not coming at them correct, yo, what's up? How you doing? I'm, I'm D.O. What's your name? Are oh, you DJ Juice? For sure. Pull up to one of their parties. Go buy them a drink. Shake their hand. Go fucking network. Get off the internet. <laughs> that, shit, that shit be killing me. Man, touch some grass. <laughs> come outside. Man, sure. That shit be killing me. I swear to God. But anyway, um... Just find your, also find your tribe in the Bay Area. My man, Monty right here, Grand National. That's a whole tribe. Grand They're National. The house. It. The house man. You know Come what I'm saying? Now. When he here, he represent Grand National. It don't need to be all of them there, but Grand National is in the house. You feel me? So figure out your tribe. Create a tribe. Family, not a group. Create your fucking tribe. Shout out to F&G. You know what I'm saying? Like, real shit. That's what we did it didn't work for you.
0: Can I just add real quick, too? I just think the solution is simple. Just do shit. (laughs) Just do shit. Just do it, but do it correctly. Put it together. You want to make music, figure out how to get it out there. You want to throw a show, figure out how to put it together. You want to do content, do it right. Just do shit. Just do the things you love. It's really not that deep. Just do it. Forget the insecurities. Forget the haters. Just do shit. I, I feel like everybody in the Bay right now that's doing something positive is making us all look good. I don't need to be included in everything. I don't need to be shouted out all the time. I'm cool with everybody just doing their thing. And and, and if we all do it well, then it's all good. It's it's really that simple. Don't let nothing
1: stop you from just going out there and doing shit. Definitely. Make some noise for that. And check these niggas that be out hating on niggas. Check if, If you got friends and shit that's hating on, like, I don't fuck with dregs. Be like, why? Why you don't fuck with dregs? You know what I'm saying? And make them answer that shit. Because there's a lot of hating ass niggas out there. Don't here. waste your time. And don't it, you waste know, your time nah, asking Nah, Nah, nah. I'm speaking on it. I got the mic. I got, hold on. Hold on. I got the mic. Nah. Well, we got, we got the legend. But nah. But another thing, oh. though, is... is uh, I'm going to get to you, Kayla. Uh, another thing, though, to answer your question, too, is um, resilience. And I'm going to use Neff for an example. I don't know if y'all seen his viral video when we was in Santa Ana. You know what I'm saying? He fell off the stage. But check this out. Check this out. And I don't mean to put you on the spot. He fell off. It was a nasty fall, and the video went viral. And if you look at those comments on, the vi, on 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 that video, it's hella comments. Oh, I wouldn't have been able to perform after that. I would have quit. I, this nigga jumped back on stage, took two minutes to allow everybody laugh at him, and he got back to the show. And then that the video went viral. You know what I'm saying? I know your followers went up. All of, he tours MCL. He didn't get off the tour. He on, the, he on tour with us right now in a fucking brace. He's limping everywhere. That's not that's it takes resilience for that type of shit. So that's what I want to you know. I just want to shine a light on that. Man, definitely for sure. We got, the, we got another question from the
0: audience. Let's do it. Let's do it.
1: We got the legend Gary Archer right here. Hey, you guys. Uh, you guys both spoke about some amazing stuff for the Bay. Um, let em, let them know how much. The Bay is loved outside the Bay. Like, I think... Let me know, like, to me, a lot of artists fall in love with who they want to love them first without tapping into a natural audience. Since you guys are, like, Kayla going around the country right now, like, first time around the country, you, you would suspect it not to be well-received. Let, let us know how that, like, what is it like leaving the Bay being from here? Thank you. Thank you. Because that's important, because... A lot of – 90% of Bay Area artists does not know – they don't know. They don't know how much the Bay culture is accepted, you know what I'm saying, and invited into these rooms because we bring the energy in every room. I'm going to go further back, G. I'm going to go back to the Ozone Awards when we was rocking with you and D-Ray doing the Ozone Awards. And I don't know if you remember. You probably do remember. But remember when um, Fab Fab was performing in Houston? Fab brought up Quinn – brought up Rich and him to do SF Anthem, but who was in the front? It was Rick Ross, DJ Khaled, and all that shit. It was 100 Bay niggas on stage. That switched up Khaled's whole program. He, he did the same shit we did. Brought everybody on stage to out, outdo us. Y'all got to know that we bring the sauce. We bring the energy. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to start there. But then moving forward to this Kayla shit, Kayla is an anomaly, but the Bay, she, is the Bay, she is female Bay Area rap right now. And in every room she goes in, I'm telling you, like, I've never seen a show where it's like 99.9% young girls in these rooms. And they dragging their boyfriends to this show. Neff, am I lying? Boog, am I lying? Come on now. Like, so Kayla is the headliner, but check this out. Neff is, I think Neff is the co-headliner. So every show, when he do his, his known song, they know that shit word for word. Seattle. Fucking, we were just in Arcata, Portland, uh, Santa Ana, San Diego. All, like, Neff and Kayla, they know this shit. Work. Even Molly they they know these songs. That be shocking me. You feel me? So the, you, y'all got to get off the internet. <laughs> Buy a fucking plane ticket and go get lost in another state for a weekend and go campaign. Do that. Trust me. Go do that shit. Artists, producers, managers, all that shit. Do that shit.
0: Yeah, can I talk my shit real quick, too? Please, Cause, uh, please, please. Because I've been in Tokyo, Japan, and have people that don't Man. even speak English singing my lyrics word for word. That's a hell of a feeling right there. I've been in Paris, France, in a studio where dudes pulling CDs off the shelf, Brother Lynch Hung, and Mac Dre, and Mac Maul. Like, it's a worldwide movement. And um, really, if, if I think the bay, we, I think we do got to keep the Bay on lock, but just campaign. Just go out there and campaign. Uh, because it's really not that hard. You just go out there and shake hands, kiss babies, and uh, make it do what it do and go push yourself. And I get messages from all over the world, too. And I sell CDs. I still sell CDs with my OG ass all around the world. The Netherlands, Germany, Africa, Mexico. Talk about so, it. So, yeah, it's really, it's, really, it's really nothing, man. And, and, and don't worry about the crabs in the bucket in the bay. Whoever's fighting for the top spot in the bay... They they they're looking at it. They already
1: world. lost.
0: They already lost. Come on. Let's out. do like one more question. We got it we got uh, Okay, two more questions.
3: Okay, hello. I'm Salvadorian Latina. And <laughs> uh, you guys impact us about the music that that you guys have for us because like in these countries a lot of prototypes about like the music that when you came here and you start to loving that music, we respect our rappers and we wanna follow them in that in the same way that we do. Like we love you guys, and I know you guys love it, love us back. So I just wanna know what do you guys think about like Latina community, like love your music and follow your music because we all all the way support you guys until the end.
1: How do we feel about the Latina community? <laughs> Is that, is that the question? It was like,
3: wait, sure. the question. The I question mean, was like, how do you feel like Latinos follow you guys? Like,
1: I or? mean, one of the biggest record labels in San Francisco is Black and Brown Entertainment, headed by Gold Tolls, you know what Shout I'm saying? Shout out to Gold I mean, Make some noise for Gold and, Toes. man. Come on, man. 16, 17 what it is 16, 17 reasons, you know what I'm saying? I think, I think, right, come on. If you wasn't outside knowing that, but to answer your question, though, I think, the Latin community drives the culture and the hip-hop culture in San Francisco just as much as any other culture. You know what I'm saying? And, and Gold Toes is, he a boss. You know, that's straight up. He, he's still doing his thing for 30 years right now. So he's one of my mentors for sure.
0: So, yeah. I say it like this. I'm from San Francisco. I'm from the Bay Area. I grew up with Latinos, black, white, Asian, Pacific Islander. Palestinian I represent all colors on this microphone and I and Come we all now. want people and we all the more that we look at we have in common the better we gotta look at what we have in common as opposed to looking at our differences but I will say for all my Latinos in the building man y'all support yes like sir. a motherfucker yes man yes sir yes sir
1: definitely definitely we got we got time for one more question you want to introduce yourself
2: my name is Kayla I'm a writer um So, Dio, you know what it's like to have a daughter. You manage women and men. Can you kind of give some advice to the men in the crowd of how they can work with women in a way that champions them and is respectful instead of predatory?
1: Don't be a fucking weirdo. Great question, too. Do not be a fucking weirdo. You do not need to holler at every female or every woman that needs to work with you or that's asking to work with you. Create a safe environment for every room that you allow a woman to walk in. For example, I own a recording studio. I have a lot of women clients. They feel comfortable. I don't have hella niggas in the room when they walk in. I make niggas leave. If you're not an artist with them, I don't, I, all my sessions are closed. But when I have women clients, they are super closed. No, you can't come in here. No, you can't just post up in here, sit down. No, you can't smoke. No, you nah. Or, you know... That's what it is. Don't be a fucking weirdo, first and foremost. Professionalism, man. You know what I'm saying? Um, writers like yourself, support them because they trying to get on just as much as anybody. We just had a, women, a women's panel, and I know they spoke on their experiences in here. And D-Ray, just like she said, like I hate that she felt like she had to like switch up her look in order to walk in these spaces. But that's, that type of tone exists, and that, that tone exists because of weird-ass niggas. Stop being a fucking weirdo. <laughs> because it's going to be a nigga out here that's, that look like us that's going to beat your ass on account of these females. Straight up. That's just straight up. Talk about yeah, it. I'll,
0: I'll just add, too. like I think um, as men, we have to hold ourselves accountable and also hold other men accountable and, and really stand up when you see some shit that's not right. That's one thing I don't, I don't play about is people disrespecting or putting hands on women, or or At using all. them in any way, and I think that needs to be called out. Uh, and so that's, I know you agree. You have a daughter. You have multiple three. daughters. Three daughters.
1: I was blessed with three daughters because I, I had a life, but uh, you know, <laughs> I deserve all three of them.
0: <laughs> and they, and them my motherfucking little
1: cousins. Come on now.
0: And they got three big cousins. Nigga Come on now. That's all boys. Young lie. And we'll
1: get on that ass. <laughs>
0: All right, y'all. I think we got to wrap it up. I got a show thank to you, do, man. Thank you. Thank
1: you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you everybody. Thank
0: you. History of the Bay Day Party. My brother, D.O. Even Eyes. Shout out to the whole team. Shout out to DJ Sean Shout out to the Suerte, the organizers of this event. And shout out to you, the people, for supporting this. This is all love right here. This is Bay Love right here. So being part of history. Now let's go outside and watch the rest of this dope-ass show. Let's do it. Peace. Recognize where you got the game. We got our own style, got our own slang. Northern California is a West Coast thing. This is the history of the Bay. Recognize where you got the game. We got our own style, got our own slang. Northern California is a West Coast thing. This is the history of the Bay.